Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right, ladies, welcome back. So today we have with us Sunny. And Sunny is an Emmy-nominated and AP award-winning journalist who spent 15 years working as a TV anchor and reporter. And so we are going to actually talk about quite a few things, as you know. So I'd love to pass the mic to Sunny so she can share a little bit more about her and her backstory, what led her into the works that she does. Oh, thank you for having me, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, as you mentioned, my professional background is in news, specifically TV news. I spent 15 years working as a reporter and anchor in several local markets, interned in New York and wrote for, uh, you know, a, a lifestyle blog. I mean, I've kind of had the whole gamut of traditional media experience. And for the past seven or seven and a half years, I've been in the digital space. I'm giving you the super shortened version. <laughs> but uh, basically, when I worked in TV, I was lucky enough to be able to do a style of news as an anchor that involved a lot of interviewing people on a daily basis. I think people watch news and they think they're just reading from a box, which is typical for a news anchor. But the format that we were working under, at least in the more recent years, I was the main anchor here at the Fox affiliate in Orlando. Our producers gave us the freedom to fill these like two to four minute interview slots. And every day we were assigned things that were anywhere from health to business to, you know, politics, anything that was happening in the world. And over the course of the seven or so years that I was there, uh, working in that format really allowed me to see how great it was to be given time to really dive into any particular topic. So I had several children, became pregnant by two kids, became pregnant with our third, and decided to step away from TV news because while I loved the job, the schedule was really difficult, which is a whole separate story. I launched into the digital space because I have such a love for an affinity for um, sharing good information and good stories that I naturally went into the social media space, which lent itself to doing a blog, which lent itself to doing a podcast. My podcast is called We Gotta Talk, and it's been up for over five years now. And I always say it's an issues-based podcast. I cover a lot of broad range topics, but I hone in on things that are happening in the world as well. The news bug in me will just always be there. And I think it's really important to be informed on things that are happening in the world. I see a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say to me, especially when I was working in TV, they would say, oh, you work in the news. That's such a cool job, but I don't watch the news. It's just really depressing. And it is to an extent. So I wanted to create on my podcast a space where particularly women could come because I noticed that a lot of times we're kind of you know, the ones doing the informing in our households, we're setting the tone for the way we discuss things as families and we're talking with our partners about things that are happening in the world. So I wanted to create a space where I could have conversations with experts and people that would bring to light things that are happening in the world and do it in a way that gave them, gave people listening the time to process and understand and come at it from, you know, an angle that didn't feel so fast and like it was stressful and like pushing all these like really intense headlines at you all at once. And so, yeah, I've created that space and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of all the interviews I've done with tons of people on everything from news to health and wellness to I have like a big 
focus on beauty and skincare on my feed because that's just a personal like love of mine. And I feel like if you get heavy with things that are happening, it's important to get light and give people a break sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what you'll find on We Gotta Talk. It's a real variety of issues and, and things that are relevant to women these days. Wow, that's incredible. And I love that you, you've really taken this, you know, your work of what you do, but bringing it to a place that's not just on the, what we see in the TV and in the media aspect of it, but giving them a place where we can really have conversations, taking them further. And it's like, how are these, how are the headlines? How is what we're reporting? How are we really processing it and internalizing it? Right. Because a lot mm -hmm. of times, you know, with the media, it's very fear driven. And, you know, I know that a lot of times we just, you know, we read the headlines or we see the reporters just, you know, reading what they're what they're told to say. But it's like mm -hmm. it, behind that is a person who has thought right. and opinions. And I think that that is such a value. And I love that you've taken this off TV, per se. And you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take this deeper dive and we're going to talk about the hardships and and the things that we're really going through. Because, yeah, while we're just reporting the news there's more of what we're processing. So I, I just want to honor it and thank you for that because I think it's so valuable, especially in the times that we're in right now. I mean, it's it's very dark, fear-driven. It's uh, very depressing. And, you know, as we're getting into these seasons in, in the media, it, we need more of that light in the conversations and not so much of like this division because we're only skimming the headlines and thinking that, that we got the whole story. So yeah. I love that. And it used to be so easy to like figure out what was news and what was like opinion, you know, back in the day when TV was really our own outlet. I would always say the rule of thumb is, you know, if it's on a cable station and it's after 6 p.m., it's opinion, it's not news. But now you really can't say that because opinion journalism has infiltrated everything, not only specifically in the op-ed columns, which we come to expect, of course, in any published newspaper or even on cable TV, you know, you see the shows that are branded like with the host's name. That makes it easy to figure out, okay, this is just this person's opinion. But now opinion is everywhere. It's 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 infiltrated pretty much from top down how networks function. Specifically, I hate to keep like be, you know, berating them. This is not a knock, but you know, it's it's not atypical for a cable news station to really be led by a philosophy, right? They make have people on their network that allegedly represent the other opinion. But I think people are smart enough to know when they go to Fox, it's more conservative. When they go to MSNBC, it's more liberal. So it used to be really easy to identify that stuff. But now with social media and the way that people are getting information, it's really, really hard to find directly objective news. I'm not saying that that's what I am. I'm, I don't consider myself, myself an objective news source. I do have several recommendations, though, if that's what people want. But basically... I wanted to introduce, if, if I wasn't able to operate under the umbrella of a news organization that would be giving me resources, time, and money to cover these things, I at least wanted to come at it from the angle of much more detail and time and nuance given to these topics. Because so often you are getting the soundbite or the headline or something that's catchy and aims to grab your attention. And what you're losing in, in, with the benefit of that brevity is the soul of the discussion and, and the details that may make you see things differently. So at least on my platform, while, like I said, I'm not able to cover news in the same way, sadly, hopefully someday if I build it up big enough, but I can't cover it like traditional news. What I can give you are experts and people who give you a ton of detail and help you to hopefully see things with a more nuanced eye, which I think you hit the nail on the head is very key in today's very divided world. Right. 
And it's almost like, you know, as those individuals are reading or just skimming or watching, however we're consuming, you know, mm-hmm. allowing them to get to get their answers to their questions because the media doesn't answer them. They're just reporting. It's like these are mm-hmm. this is what's happening. This is right. Fact, per se. And we just kind of take it with, you know, as a grain of salt, like, OK, that is what it is. And then we just accept and move on. And many of us, you know, as we look at like social media, that's almost where the discussions start taking place. And we see so much of that divide because we are just how are how everyone is internalizing that one headline is going to be different across the board. So, of course, people Mm -hmm. are going to voice their thoughts and opinions and whatnot. So having those that safe space for those discussions, you know, how can we really like communicate that and get the individuals to feel like it's not something to be triggered about, but yet that we could talk about and have real conversations and not just throwing opinions. Yeah, I think like, you know, I'm a big advocate of exposing ourselves to ways of thinking that we don't consider to be our own beliefs. It's that maybe we consider to be a little different, you know, even in some cases like polar opposite. And like there are ways to interact with people that don't agree with you, that are respectful and that hold your own values um, at heart and respect your own values. I always say I don't I don't want to expose people to things to try to change their minds because I know that people will believe what they want to believe ultimately. And if they do change their mind, it's going to be the course over the course of time and usually a natural evolution of their own personal experiences. I, I've rarely met a person who's like, I just listened to this podcast interview and now I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. You know, it's just, it's not going to be that simple. And I think I, I respect that. And what that's why when I, when I put some of these topics out there, it's not with the intention of changing anyone's mind although it may be a step in a direction at some point, but it's to expose them to other opinions in order that they be less triggered. So for example, when they do sit across from their uncle at a Thanksgiving dinner who who they totally disagree with when it comes to Second Amendment rights or something, that they can look at that person as a human who's come to their own set of beliefs or their own experiences with respect and treat them with dignity because what we don't want is a world where people are unable to hold court with the people they disagree with. And that scares me. You know, as a mom, I really, I want to see my children interact with people in a world that respects differences and that, you know, calls on them to be strong in their own belief system, but also allows them to understand that there's a person behind um, that other opposing set of beliefs. So I think it's a practice. I think it's it's regularly and deliberately going into situations and conversations with people that you know you don't agree with and just uh, trying to understand it. And whether or not you change your opinion is up to you. But without that practice, we all begin to live in echo chambers. And I think that can be a very dangerous thing, politically speaking, for our country and personally speaking, for our relationships. Great point. And I love that you really take this peel the layers back and instead of looking at it as just the context that we're digesting. But, you know, when we can sit across the table from somebody who has a different opinion, let's remove the veil of opinions and start looking at them as an individual, as a person, as a human being, that they too are are processing what's happening and how they're internalizing this information based off their own values and beliefs and, you know, to you know, their experiences. 
And so I love that you bring in this approach, you know, talking about these issues with empathy, uh, curiosity, and just really being open-minded. And I think that Mm -hmm. truly that's what we need more of because we come to the table and it's like in more or less in in the social media place, right? It's like, let's just voice our opinions as proof and fact and truth, which is true for that individual. However, we have to ask ourselves, like, why are we even engaging in these things? What are, what's the outcome? And to be honest, mm-hmm. it's almost like we're just trying to prove something. It's an ego-driven right. thing. And it's like, okay, ego aside, you're not going to change somebody's mind in that moment. However, if we can diffuse, because again, when we leave with the ego, it's just like very driven. Like, I have to be bigger and better and prove my, my rights. But diffusing that so that we can have just these honest, real, raw conversations. And that's the beauty of what connection is, is that we can take a step back from ourselves and view that as an individual who has just a different thought, a different opinion, a different belief. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now we're just kind of breaking down some of those barriers. And it's not to say like, okay, now you're going to change somebody's mind, but now you're allowing yourself to shift it and see it from a different perspective, which now breeds that compassion and empathy and really the humanness of who we actually are at the core. I love that you're bringing that and and those talks because, you know, as we continue talking about these conversations, it opens the doors for ideas and inspiration and furthering the conversations. And really at the core of it, we all want change. And that's what breeds this change is through these Mm -hmm. conversations. Yeah. And, you know, I may sound overly optimistic and like I'm looking through rose colored glasses, but I do believe that raising a generation of people capable of of respectfully interacting outside of their belief systems will mean a better set of leaders for our children's generation and maybe, you know, a better chance of legislation passing that, you know, and this is a hard thing, you know, in this space because you know, one person's loss is another person's gain, right? The country reacted in totally different ways when Roe v. Wade was overturned, for example. The Dobbs ruling had a whole class of people overjoyed and it had a whole class of people devastated, right? And I'm not naive enough to think that just by talking through our differences, suddenly it will be a perfect place. And I do recognize that at the end of the day, for lack of a better term, one side always wins, right? Quotes. When it comes to legislation or laws and, and, and the way that belief systems are sort of enacted in public policy, I recognize that. But, you know, it does allow for a world where maybe legislation repre- better represents that, that middle point that I think most people fall in when it comes to these extreme issues. We're not really as different on a lot of these big ticket issues as media would have you believe, right? They, put, they always put on, and I know this because I did this, people with two sets of beliefs that are just far ends of the spectrum. And I think in reality, most of us exist somewhere toward the middle, regardless of how you identify. I think even if you sat down and only using this example for conversation purposes, but on on the abortion rights issue, if you sat down with with people who identify separately on that issue, you would never find a complete lining up of circles, but you would find in the Venn diagram of it a larger gray area in the middle, I think, than most people would be willing to admit who are fighting really hard for each side. And and so a world that allows us to interact beyond our echo chamber and beyond those that we are so tribalistically aligned with makes for a world where those two people 10, 20, 30 years down the road, those two future lawmakers can sit down and say, okay, like 
let's talk this through. Let's find our common points. It, it, it creates individuals that are capable of, of seeing another side. And, and I would like to think that that would only make for a better world. Gosh, it sounds so high in the sky, but you know what I mean? You know, it, it's a practical set of skills at the end of the day is what I'm trying to say. To be able to communicate with somebody respectfully that you might not agree with, try to find that common ground. That's the challenge, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I love that. I love that whole, ph- the, the philosophical approach to that because, you know, and I think even um, for, for my experience, it's like, I've lived in like these extremes, right? So like it's either all or nothing, black and white, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like the go all in. And those are really our extreme mentalities or our, you know, limited experiences mm-hmm. without having those conversations. So, you know, coming from one swing one way or the other, and it has nothing to do with like politics or any of that stuff, but just in my own personal, I'm a, a recovering perfectionist, right? So let's say we all go all in, right? And one of the things that that lesson has really taught me is about embracing the gray area, finding right. that balance, finding the common ground. And that's where I was talking about, like just stripping our, our egos and hanging it up. And now it's like, we have nothing to prove. Let's just listen. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to, we, we're too keen to hear but we don't listen. And that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing when it comes to communication is, can we sit back and actually listen to what somebody else is saying without thinking, what is my next rebuttal? What is my next thing I want to say in defense? But mm-hmm. just being open-minded about it. So I love that whole approach. And it's like, you know, the work that you do and then, you know, on screen and then behind the scenes in your own space into this entrepreneurial journey that you've now embarked on is like taking this behind the scenes. What are some of the challenges and differences that you feel like you're kind of straddling those two different roles? Well, like you mean between like the person, me as the person listening and me as the person interviewing or? Well, because what you report versus these are the, we're going to take that behind the scenes. So the things that you do in your own personal space. Oh, how do you okay. how do you protect and preserve some of those respectful boundaries as well? Oh gosh, I don't really. This is all I really don't have any boundaries. That's not true. I'm going to have like I have boundaries, but I, I am I I walk the walk. I mean, I think you know I certainly have learned over the years how to turn off the valve, and I I by nature run a little intense i mean i i i'm not one for much small talk if you ask any of my friends i'm very much i mean i'm always like wanting to nerd out and like get it really into like a discussion and bringing up all this you know like news things that are happening or current events but i think so i don't have boundaries in a sense that like this is really how i live my life right like i i i try to stay curious. It's that simple. It's not like I'm always trying to like run around poking people and and it's not like that. You know, like tell me your deepest, darkest things. But I try to especially model for my kids too that curiosity is a superpower. And when I when I live my life, I I live by that. I think that interacting with people in my daily life, asking more questions than telling and being there to listen when a friend needs to listen or even being calling a friend and venting when I need to vent and living honestly and truthfully and not trying to stuff things down. That's the sort of truthfulness that I try to model for my kids because I want them to also realize that usually the answer to something is like more talking and more figuring it out. There's time for quiet, of course, but 
you know, if they're struggling with something in life that it's okay to talk and ask questions and pursue, stay curious about yourself, stay curious about the world around you, be engaged, you know, don't be scared to advocate for yourself or other people. And it's all sort of rooted in that philosophy. But I do think that like, there are certainly times where I spend a lot of time, you know, like in the work of what I do and like booking guests and researching topics that I'm like, oh, this is heavy. So I have to like pull out and, you know, just take a breath and touch grass a little and walk the dog and be in nature. And but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, if if given the option of being that person who may be a little stressed out, but still want but but wants to remain an engaged and active and curious citizen or just the person who lives in her bubble and is happy and peaceful but can't really speak to much beyond their own existence i would always choose the former even though it's a little more stressful that's just how i'm wired i mean i worked in news which is a really intense daily environment it's deadline driven it's time driven i mean things are timed down to the second in news like you have to it's precise, it's deliberate, it's multi-track, like we're tweeting while we're anchoring, while there's someone in our ear talking. So I, that's my, what works for me. I understand that might not work for everyone. But again, that's why I try to bring like what my magic is to my podcast, because I know that not a lot of people want to live how I live and stay dialed in to all the things that I, that I do every day and the reading that I do. So I think that, yeah, I, that's why there's a need for it, because I, you know, I would like to keep people interested in what's happening in the world around them as much as I like it. And it won't ever be as like, in, you know, I won't ever do it as much because I don't have the time maybe to do super, super in-depth coverage on everything. But I hope it gives people a taste of the greater world and what's happening. Yes. And I, and I love that. And I think that, you know, as you recognize, you know, for where you are, in the season and the, and the vision of where you wanted to go, you know, from being that full time in media and now taking that leap into entrepreneurship while being a mother. So it's like you're taking on more roles and identities and so kind of really preserving yourself. So when it comes to that, I mean, how do you deal with those issues of, of for example, you know, being a mother, whether it's postpartum anxiety or just mm -hmm. the debate versus like those working moms versus stay at home moms, you know, really, how do we rid ourselves of the way that we see these women in different roles and identities. I think we just have to give ourselves permission as women to exist how we want or need to and to give grace to others. And I think it's that simple. You know, I think life looks different for everyone and everybody comes with their own set of strengths and weaknesses and privileges and disadvantages. And you never know how someone's mental health is just by looking at them. That alone is enough to remind me and hopefully remind others to give grace. And I think, thankfully, the discussion and debate about the working mom versus like the stay-at-home mom, even though even that term I know is debated, is I think people are finally recognizing that like it's beyond the binary there. Like there's like so much more to a stay-at-home mom than just staying physically at home. I mean, the mental, I mean, I'm sure you know this and a lot of women know this listening, the mental task list alone can overwhelm you. And I've been both. I've been a full-time professional mom and I've been a full-time at-home mom. And it's each is hard in its own way, but it's going to look different for everybody. And, and 
I think the only piece of advice that I have for women who are trying to find where they want or need to be is you need to get quiet and still and you need to stop talking to people and asking their opinion. Yes, talk to your mom, talk to your best friends, whatever. And then just be quiet. Sit down for 10 minutes a day and force yourself to like close your eyes or stare at the wall and just get quiet and the answers will come to you. Nothing will come to you if you are constantly outputting. And that was really valuable for me. I think I ran away a lot for a long time, you know, from that part of it. I'm a very like in motion, I like to stay in motion kind of person, but not allowing myself the time to let those answers come to me, whether that's through prayer or meditation or whatever appeals to you, was really holding me back from understanding where I needed to be. And so I think the only thing we need to do as women is to respect what our boundaries are individually and what our desires are. And of course, those of our partners and families and work together, be honest with yourself about where you see yourself and how and why you, why that's the case. And, you know, like talk it through. No professional working woman is hundred percent happy. No stay at home mom is hundred percent happy. There's a blend of both. And we're, no one is happy all the time. No one's right. life is perfect. And you just have to, there's no balance either. Everyone's like, what's the, ba-? there's no balance. Of course there's no balance. You know, it's, it's a day-to-day. Sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's hard. It's like a relationship too. I remember like talking with my mom about this. My parents have been married for like 45 years, 47 years. I can't remember. It's something like ridiculously long. And I remember my mom saying, you know, Sonny, some days I give 80% and your dad gives 20. Other days it's 50-50. Other days, and, and you have to, that's true for friendships too. And that's true for business partnerships too. There is no such thing as consistent 50-50. So if you're in partnership with someone, whether that's your, you know, your husband or wife or your spouse or you're working, like it's, it's going to be different every day and you need to lean into it. And on those days when you're called to give more, do it. And on those days you need to lean into your support system, do it because no one, it's not easy for anyone, no matter how it looks on social media, I promise you. <laughs> yes. And, and especially in the media itself, it's like, yes, the things that we see that we consume in, in some uh, capacity are really going to take that toll on our mental health. And I love that you brought that up mm-hmm. because it's like, we don't see what is happening internally with somebody. And that's where it really kind of goes back to that conversation we were talking about earlier about extending compassion, empathy, and giving, you know, the benefit of the doubt and give extending grace is a huge thing. You know, because when we can see beyond our own struggles, it's like if we're internalizing this, can't you just give yourself the permission to imagine that somebody else is internalizing it too. So, you know, mental health and, and emotional uh well being is such a huge component to like what we do as well because you know, we're so, we're so, I guess, accustomed to look at the world externally because what we see is what we believe and what our experiences are. But there's a whole internal world that is just in turmoil a lot of times, especially, you know, in the new space. So it's about mm-hmm. protecting and reserving that as the individual, making note, you know, is this, are the things that we're consuming, are the people that we're bringing around adding or, or, enabling this right so it's like how do we minimize that so we can have a sense of peace of mind you know calming that anxiety so many of us are you know with with anxiety depression on a rise especially what has been shown in these past few years so it's like let's just be 
more cognizant about who we are because there's mm-hmm. somebody like you that is experiencing it. So I love that you talk about that. Yeah. And then again, the work-life balance. I was I was chuckling over here like, oh my goodness, it's it's like it's like the illusion of perfection. It doesn't exist. You no, can have a balance exist. for like a second and all of a sudden something happens and it's like you're off kilter and they're just like, oh, but we got to strive to keep these in balance. It will never be balanced ever. Mm-mm. Not and consistently. So, no, no. Mm-mm. And that's the thing with like balance, consistency and then happiness. It's mm-hmm. it's happiness is fleeting. And what I found is like just being in contentment, just content mm-hmm. is a form that I believe that you can maintain a certain level of consistency. Because that way really keeps you in the focus and the in the center of this present moment. And as you said, yep. meditation, prayer, mindfulness, really giving right. ourselves that pause so we could take it all in and process like, what is this chaos that I'm feeling inside? And instead of trying to do more or, you know, get rid of it, sometimes we just have to sit with it and just feel it and experience it. And that's the best thing absolutely. that you can do is just let it move through you. Absolutely. Like you can't resist it just like you know you can't put off the difficult conversations forever like there's just there's no avoiding conflict in life and that's in relationships that's in our work life and that's in our internal mental health there's no avoiding the downside so you might as well lean into the tough conversations lean into those moments of self-reflection give yourself the space the time the resources you need to feel it and heal it and avoiding it avoiding any of the uncomfortable stuff is only going to make it worse. And so that is like, that's why the name of my podcast is We Gotta Talk. I mean, like, it's it's truly how I live my life. It's it's all about leaning into curiosity, leaning into the things that are difficult to talk about because they're never going away. And so you can lock them up in a closet, but guess you can sweep them under the rug. But guess what happens? It gets rotten and it starts to stink. You can lock into the closet and then it gets full and it pours out and falls all over you. You can't you can't avoid it. And so you might as well come up with ways to manage it. And that's truly why I think curiosity is such a superpower. And you're like I say, staying curious about yourself and about others and and giving yourself permission to work through and talk through because this is life. You know, my mom said last night, life happens to everyone. I mean, like it is what it is. And either you pretend, which is not good, or you learn how to walk through it. Yeah. Yeah. And as I, like I said, my, my book, Chasing Perfection, I was, I was very much a pretender. I had mm. everything painted on the outside. You would never know the the pain and struggle that I was battling internally because mm. I never wanted anyone to see that because there was a lot of shame behind it. And so yeah. it's like, well, we can actually address those things internally. We set ourselves free and there is no shame. And it's all like, okay, so if we can unpack that those things in the closet or mm-hmm. discard the stuff that we swept under the rug, we've made our internal home clean and safe and it becomes an environment that produces so much goodness where mm-hmm. externally we're trying to do the same thing to control our outside, but in inside there's a whole big mess that we haven't addressed. Right. So I right. love that you bring this up because I think that's such a, a, a great metaphor for life itself is that when we can clean up our internal mess, we can start to have discussions that really matter. And those are the deep, meaningful connections and the relationships that we hope to have where Conflict doesn't feel like it's 
it's this big, heavy thing that we have to tackle because it just comes through now with conversation because the Mm -hmm. curiosity and the wonderment leads that conversation. Hey, Mm -hmm. I was really curious about why did you think that way or what, Mm -hmm. why, why did you respond that way? I'm just curious to know. And it could just be an open conversation, an open question without feeling personally attacked on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I love that Mm -hmm. you bring this up. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just talking to somebody just recently too about relationships. I mean, those that we love, you know, whether we're, you know, our family and friends, I mean, can't pick our family. Sometimes we have to give boundaries and keep things at a distance. And, you know, our friends, we get to choose them. And even our partner that we chose, you know, and say in marriage, for example, every day is a choice. Every day. As you said, if I'm given 10% one day, I, you know, my husband may have to give 90 and vice versa. And there's just days that are up and down, but you give the best you can with what you have in that moment. And those mm-hmm. people that truly are invested and love you will see you for yeah. who you are and be willing to step up to, you know, help out or, you know, just be of service in that. Say, hey, listen, you're going through some stuff. I got this. Let me take care of dinner mm-hmm. tonight. Let me take care of the laundry. It's like we just have to sh- just be open and share that stuff. And that's where the, I think the the vulnerability comes from. But we can't be vulnerable if we're hiding behind unpacked goods that are just tucked away somewhere thinking that they're out of sight and out of mind. Right. Really and not- nor can you bring the right people into your life if you're living behind a facade or if you're I mean, you're when you try to pack it away, your, your meter, your barometer in life, it's it's all off. You know, so it's a service to you in the end, living in your truth. And I, I've had plenty of times, I still have this quite a lot where I feel like, you know, there are, I don't know, I have trouble sometimes like meeting friends that I feel like are are true or that really align because I, you know, am a certain way and I'm a little much for some people, but I would rather have the three great friends than the 30 okay friends, you know, and the sooner you can just be realistic about who you are and who you want in your life and lead with that authenticity, the better and run from people who don't see you for you. Yeah. And not everybody's going to show up at your, and this is another thing I had to learn, you know, like when you go through trauma or difficult times, there's like different levels of people in your life. Not everybody's going to show up with like the home cooked meal on the front door and that's okay. But you know, those in your inner circle should should be there for you. And those in that second concentric circle out should also be there for you in a way, and as should you for them when they're in that spot of, of difficulty. And, you know, understanding that different people show up in different ways in your life and managing expectations has also been really big for me. And okay, this is the person, like there are people that should really be there for you, right? A hundred percent. And there are others that, you know, you kind of have to, like we said, with giving grace, like understand who your people are. And let them be there for you just like you would be there for them. Yeah, very much so. And I think, you know, as we as we look at relationships and topics of conversations and mental health and everything, you know, how do we find time for ourselves? And I know that you had mentioned there's that the heaviness, but then you balance that out, balance again, with that light side, that fun side, the things that really mm-hmm. do light you up and bring more joy into your life. And I'd love to know some more of those things that that you enjoy that, you know, provide some of that lightness and freshness and feel like, <laughs> you know, that breath of fresh air, like, wow, this is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I like to, this is so boring and simple. I like to just get out and walk the dog 
I like to, I'm in Florida and when I'm feeling stressed, I go out and I take off my sunglasses. I did this really interesting interview on the benefits of letting natural light hit your eyes, hit your skin. So I just go out and lay on one of the loungers in the back and I pull up my shirt a little, like let my tummy out and I let the sunlight hit me. And I just, I feel like I'm a battery recharging. And that like five minutes outside in natural light is like a light switch of a mood changer for me. I call, you know, it's all my friend. I'm a big phone conversation person. I'm like not, I mean, I text, but I still love like a long conversation. So I call old friends. Like I have my best friend from third grade that I still talk to. So I call her or whatever, you know, just finding ways to keep people that are valuable to me in my life. And it's that simple. Or like sending a funny meme to my husband on Instagram. Like we have this, like we send each other stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> sure. This is little things, right? And then on the podcast, you know, it shows up as like, some of the lighter interviews I do, I talk with a lot of really interesting doctors and, and beauty founders and experts and plastic surgeons and all these people in like the real vein. I love the superficial stuff. It's just like such a break from all the heavy stuff that consumes my mind daily. And so you'll find that on the feed too. That's like the other superficial, fun, let's just not care about deep things for a minute side of the podcast that I think is very ne- just as necessary as the serious stuff for sure oh for sure and it's just you know sometimes we have to find the the light side of things and you know these are just pieces that make us unique and who we are and i think that's a lot of fun it's just like you get to explore the 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 ins and outs of what makes you know what makes you happy in those moments right because happiness is fleeting contentment is a state and so you yes. know finding that right so and yes that's so well put yeah. And you had mentioned earlier about, you know, beauty, right? Like the skincare, things like that is part of your regimen. So taking care of that, that inner beauty, right? So health and wellness is a big piece of your life. And, you know, tell us some of those tips and tricks and things like that oh. are fun for you, right? Because they like you. Okay. You. You're all smiling. You're like, yes, now I get to talk all about day. things that oh, bring the joy. Step. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have a recent convert. I mean, recent meaning, I would say like the last three years, but I've stuck with it, of the early morning workout. I Hear me out. I know this sounds horrible, but I get up at like 5, 5.10 and I go to a six o'clock workout class or six o'clock half hour workout at the gym nearby. I just started lifting weights, like routine, making myself get up early, spend time alone in doing something that like is in care and in service of only me, it's been huge. And I was never, like, I'm not a morning person, but I am on those mornings and I love it. And I drive for 15 minutes that it takes to get to the studio or to the gym and I listen to a podcast and I am in hog heaven. You would think I was like on a bachelorette party weekend. I'm like that happy (laughs) to just be like alone in the car, listening to a podcast and doing something for me. That kind of stuff, a good, even like a good skincare routine, like every night I, it's not extensive and it's not overly complicated, but you know, I cleanse and tone and I have my moisturizer and I sit there, with my little headband on, play a podcast again. And I spend maybe five, six minutes, like just doing my skincare thing. You know, what else? I, I love a good curls night, like a nice dinner with friends. And yeah, it's simple things. It's just things. I guess it boils down to things that are only for me because my life, like a lot of women, is lived in. And I say that with love. I love being a mom and there will be a day when they're out of the house and it'll be 
I'll be sad. But I find a lot of joy when I just do things that make me the priority for an hour. And I would encourage anybody, even if it means getting up early, even if it means, you know, altering your schedule to make space for something, do it. Add your girl's night out or your girl's dinner in there. And it just feels, it's just fills my cup, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And all for that, because I think it's so important to have, you know, again, balance, but balance meaning, you know, you work hard, you have a full-time job of servicing in that sense of, of providing mm-hmm. viewers and listeners with updates and news and, and things like that. And then you come home and you are a full-time mom, you mm-hmm. are a wife, like all these roles and identities that we t- take on, but then sometimes we forget like, no, but you're Sonny, like what, yeah. who is she behind all these things, behind the titles? And I love that, you know, you've really taken that time. You're like, even if it's 15 minutes of alone time, it's great. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to soak up every minute. If it's five minutes out in the sun, let me recharge. Taking bits as you can. And I think that sometimes we look at it as like the, the from a health and wellness place, it's like we have to have this huge chunk of time dedicated. And if I don't have that two hour window, then I might as well not do anything at all. You take mm-hmm. them in bite sized pieces mm-hmm. as you get them, because those are the moments that just fill your cup, light you up. And you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like me again. There's a connection back to who I am. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think, you know, yeah, of course, we're working individuals. We forget that we're people, too. We're human beings and also need to we be need that in the being. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, you know, obviously people want to know how can they follow you? How can they know more about your podcast? How can they just be in that behind the scenes stuff? So I'd love for us as we kind of wrap things up to if you have any additional things you want to share, leave our listeners with. And of course, how they can connect with you. Yeah, for sure. I would love and be honored if everybody checked out my podcast. I work really hard to bring interesting conversations to you. It's called We Gotta Talk, and it is anywhere and everywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, etc. The website is wegotatalk.com. I have, you know, for the more fun stuff, I have my shopping links on there and things as far as skincare or fashion or whatever, all kinds of stuff listed there. And then on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, I'm Twitter. Even though I was hacked, I'm back. That was a whole journey. I'm at Sunny Abata, which is S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. Awesome. Well, of course, we'll include all of that in the show notes below. So make sure that you follow and connect with Sunny and make sure, you know, tell her if this episode resonated with you, like connect with her. That's that's the whole thing of this podcast, right? It's like about connection, conversation. And mm-hmm. we want to know that we're, our, you know, ears are being served in some capacity and that we're making a difference in other people's lives and inviting them yes. into our spaces. So as creators, we never know who's on that other end. So if this resonates, make sure to reach out, follow, like, all that stuff. So again, thank you, Sunny, for being here. And this has just been a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me, Rachel. This was really great. Thanks again. Thank you. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 